Okay, so this is part two of my interview with Kim. These are the quick takeaway tips. So if you didn't hear the interview with Kim, go back and listen to the last episode where it's the Fix Your Funnel interview and I dive in deep with her funnel. So here are the quick takeaways from Kim's launch and her funnel. Okay, one of the first things before we totally dive in is one of the suggestions I gave to her was to create a product mock-up on her sales page, okay? And I actually created a mock-up template and sent it out to my email list to go with this um, episode. So if you want free little gifts like that, join my email list. And to do that, you can grab the Course Creators Playbook, which is a step-by-step guide to getting your course created. Just go to littlemisscoursecreator.com forward slash playbook. You'll get on my email list that way. You'll get the playbook. And when I send out little free gifts like that, you will get them right in your inbox. So go grab the playbook, littlemisscoursecreator.com forward slash playbook. All right, let's get into the rest of the tips. So she launched her course, her the doors closed to her course in mid-October. And you are listening to this at the beginning of November. So here's the first takeaway that I want you to know is number one is I haven't followed up with Kim yet. I don't know how her course sales went, but her course is not a flop. So at the time that I had talked to her, she had like eight days until doors closed. She had like a longer runway and um, to launch it. And she hadn't made any sales yet. But her course is not a flop. And let me tell you why. Here's the deal that I see all the time is that course creators create a course and Either like it doesn't sell the first time or it only sells one or two and they feel like it's a failure and they should just give up and stop right there. Don't do that. Do not do that. And here is why I'm saying that it's not a flop is because I know even from not diving into all the data or seeing the back end of everything is that Kim has a very small audience right now. And so If she continues to build her audience base, she's going to get this off the ground. It's going to get off the ground and she's going to get this course going and she'll be able to make this work. It's having that boss mindset, that CEO mindset. I like to say hashtag digital diva, right? Be that digital diva where you're like diving in deep and you're not giving up, um, because it is doable. Okay. Um, so that's the very first thing that I want you to know that if you, if your launch didn't necessarily go the way that you had hoped, you've got to dive into the data and look at that because your data is going to tell the whole story of it. And my guess is, is it's not going to say your course was a failure. Don't do it anymore. I know that it's not going to say that. Okay. So that's the first thing. Okay, so she had a small audience. She had a list of 120. So that's a warm audience, right? And here's the deal. A small list doesn't necessarily mean, that's not necessarily bad. Small lists can actually be good. You can make good money with a small list. 
believe me. <laughs> I know from experience, okay? So because this these people, like your first people who get on your list are usually like your diehards. They're your people who just absolutely love you. So um, a small list is okay. The thing that I would say, um, so when we talked to her, she had planned like a Facebook Live and she didn't do it because there wasn't a lot of um, interest in it, she said. And so do the things that you say you're going to do, whether no one shows up or not. Okay. Do the Facebook lives consistently do the Facebook lives, choose a platform that you want to build your foundation on and build it, show up weekly and put something out there. Like I have the podcast or, and I have, um, Facebook and I have Instagram and you'll, if you go to my Instagram, that's my weakest area. Facebook, it's way easier for me to jump on a Facebook live than it is for me to do Instagram. And I'll be honest, like these have not like the podcast, everything. I had to take a break for a little bit because of what was happening in my life. Like my family needed me and I needed to take a step back. But now here I am, like my podcast is up and going again. And so this is where I build my warm audience. So have a place that you build your warm audience, whether no one shows up to listen or not. When I first started this podcast, um, it was my mother-in-law who listened to my episodes. Okay. <laughs> not even my own mom. Thank you. Thank you, Vicki. That's my mother-in-law. <laughs> She's the one who listened, right? Her, she was the only one. So put it out there. Whether no one listens or not, just put it out there. Um, I actually heard a really good analogy for this. It's like planting a garden. If you plant a garden, right? You plant the seeds, you water it, you do all the things. And what happens? For a long time, nothing happens. You're like, this is just dirt <laughs> and nothing's happening, right? You don't go like dig up the seed to see if anything's happening, right? No, like stuff is happening underneath that you don't realize. And then eventually what happens is people like start recognizing you and they're like, oh, you're the one who does that podcast. Or you get that email reply and you're like, oh, someone is out there. This is fantastic, right? So make sure that you are somewhere. Choose a platform, put something on there, okay? And there is ways to create visibility for that. I'm not going to get into that major right now, but just start creating something and putting it out there, whether no one's looking at it or not, because I promise it'll eventually start to grow, okay? Um, and then another thing for her was creating the vision, creating the vision for her ideal star student, right? The people who are landing on her sales page, create that vision of what life can look like. And you need to do this on your sales page as well. And she said in the interview, um, and I might've cut that part out. I can't remember, but she she knew that her program worked because she had lost 40 pounds on it and had reduced her blood sugar. So tell that story. You should tell your story over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. On that platform that, that you're choosing to share your information on, share your story. Because when they hear your story, that is super powerful. 
Okay. So share your story, your transformation story. If you don't have any client uh, transformation stories to tell yet, tell your story. Okay. And create that vision for them. Help them see like, okay, for Kim, it's, um, controlling diabetes, right? So what does life look like when you're controlling diabetes? Um, no one, this sounds terrible, but hang with me for just a minute. No one cares like about the features of the program. Really? They don't, they care. They're coming because they have a problem that they want solved. And they want to know that, that you can solve their problem. Okay. So two ways to do that is creating the vision of what it's going to look like afterwards. Right. And she was really nervous about that. Um, because she's like, I'm in the health field and I don't want to make promises without, I don't want to make promises that aren't real. And you don't want to do that ever in marketing. You don't want to make, because that's false advertising, right? We don't want to be false advertisers and liars. But like I said, with her story, like she can say, I lost 40 pounds. I lowered my blood sugar. This is what my life looks like afterwards. And this is what happens. And even like scientific data will show like, and I'm not an expert in this, but if you lower your blood sugar, this happens. So create that, that vision of like what it looks like. Okay. So for example, if I were is so powerful, the problem part and creates so much clarity, I've actually had one-on-one clients who have told me, I have been paying thousands of dollars a month for a business coach. And all I needed was this two hours with you doing this exercise. And it's created so much clarity. Like this is what I needed. And we're doing this in the workshop. So join us in the workshop. Anyway, so you'll see we have the problem. And then after the problem, if I did my work right, you'll be saying, yes, yep. Um, yes, I have had this problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to transition into creating that vision of what life can be like. And the way that I create this vision is I take what I know my end result is from the workshop and I create the vision from that. So my whole, everything is created from like the problems that I'm solving. I built the workshop based on these problems. I didn't base the problems on my workshop. Okay. I took what I heard you guys saying were your problems. And I went, I'm going to create something to solve these problems for them. Okay. And so the transition or the transformation is truly what you'll get from the workshop. So what are these transformations? Leads coming in on autopilot. Like if you follow your personalized um, profitable pre-sale path that you will create in the workshop, you will have leads coming in on autopilot. Because that's one of the problems is how do you get people to actually see your stuff, right? You'll have consistent revenue instead of that open cart, closed cart, and pray that everything goes good and that you make money in the open cart, right? How do you create those consistent sales? You'll have those consistent sales, right? That's what we're going to do in, there's a piece of the workshop 
one of the workshops that we have that consistent revenue. Okay. That's what we're going to talk about in your, in your, uh, pathway. We're going to create that pathway to help you create that consistent revenue. Okay. So that's how I write the transformations. It's nothing. I'm not like, Oh, you're going to have a million dollars when you're done with this workshop and you're going to buy that dream car. And I'm going to take a picture of me in front of the Ferrari. And because this is what you're going to get at the end of the workshop. No, that's not good marketing. That's me lying to you because that's not what you're going to have. That's not what I built this workshop for, right? I'm, I'm building this workshop to create, to solve those problems that I've put on the sales page. Okay. So when we're thinking about Kim, how can she, you know, create that vision without making promises that aren't real? It's truly just look at her program and go, well, I know if they do this, like she talks, she talked to me about like, well, we talk about the mindset and we talk about eating healthy. Well, I know when they eat healthy, they're going to feel better. They're going to have more energy. They're going to, um, you know, like these different things that they have, which I'm not the expert, so I can't like say all these things, but that's, um, where you build those transformations from, but it all stems from understanding the problem that you're solving first and making sure that your course aligns with the problem, right? Like all, it's all like these inner working pieces. So, um, Create that vision for them. That's huge when it comes to selling. Okay. And then um, another thing was to get exposure. That's when you're getting started. And it's so funny because I really like to work with beginning course creators. And my coach was like, beginners are the hardest people to work with because it is the hardest. It's the hardest to get going. It's easier once you have traction. I mean, okay, so it's about to snow here where I live. And so we'll make a snow analogy here. So when you are stuck in the snow and your tires are spinning, 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 right? Like you can't get traction. But once you like shovel out and can get like a little bit of pavement that your tire can hit, then like you can get a little bit of traction and then you can get going, right? And the same thing is true with any business owner, any business at all is like, ah, that first part, it's like, you're just like, feel like you're spinning, 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 spinning. And it's so hard to get going. But then once you hit that dry pavement, then you can create traction and then you can get going. So it's easier to work with people who have a little bit of traction and build from there, like help them like take off from there. Then start at the spinning part. But I love my goal is to help you get going. That's, that's what I love to work with. So, um, one of the hardest things is that getting traction, right? How do you gain visibility? How do you get out there? And so, um, some of the suggestions, Kim had already had a suggestion of working, you know, like going into Facebook groups of people like health coaches and things like that. And that is a suggestion that you hear a lot is go into other people's Facebook groups, right? But I took it one step further because you hear 
all the time, or you see, if you're in Facebook groups, you see this all the time, people going in and I'm air quoting here, adding value, right? And really you can see it as this like ploy of, hey, come check out my stuff, right? And it's kind of annoying. Um, But instead of doing that, and there's ways to do that that isn't that way. Like if someone asks a question in the group, like answer it and give them good value. Do that. Don't go in and like try to pretend like you're adding value and not. Anyway, off the soapbox. But reach out to the Facebook admin and ask if you could, you know, if they do Facebook Lives, if you could do a Facebook Live with them, say, hey, you know what, I have this system that I think would be really beneficial to people in your group that I would love to do a Facebook Live with that we could, you know, that I could um, teach them and we could talk to them about it. Um, And I would love to serve your audience in that way. And come at it at an angle of service to their audience. Like if someone reaches out to me for the podcast and they're like, hey, I think that I could serve your audience in this way. I'm going to be like, yeah, I think that's great. Like, let's see if we're compatible, you know, like what you're doing works. And I'm open to that. But if someone's like, hey, I have this course, can I promote it to your audience? Then I'd be like, "Mm, no, right? Because I don't want people just coming on and selling to you guys. No one wants a sales pitch all the time, right? So, um, but if they're like, hey, can I come on and serve your audience? And at the end, like I have this um, free ebook that can I send them to the ebook to download? Yeah, great. I would love to do that. Sure. Um, so getting out there, that's a way to borrow someone's audience, right? And get visible. That's a way to gain traction is to find people that you can partner with and borrow their audiences. So that is another thing that I would I suggested that she did. So don't just go into groups and like post things. Like actually reach out to the admin and um, partner with them. See if you can become, you know, do a Facebook Live, be on their podcast, whatever it is that they do. Partner with them to do that. And then um, last thing that I wanted to talk about that I actually cut out of the interview, but... Um, she asked me, do you think that, I can't remember how she worded it, but pretty much do you think it's the course is worth the price? And, um, her, it is, her offer is a high ticket offer or a higher ticket offer. It was, um, I think around $3,000, which is a high ticket offer. And so here's the thing. If you are a diabetic, this is what I told her. If you are a diabetic you don't feel well, you don't have the energy to play with your kids or grandkids, you're constantly, you know, giving insulin, you're, I don't know, I don't know that much about diabetics. (laughs) So, but, you know, like, and if there is a way that, if there's someone that could take that away from you and, and could make it better, I mean, obviously she can't take it completely away, but like she said, like, 40 pounds lost and lowered her blood sugar, she can help, right? She has to be able 
to communicate that value to her Ideal Star student. That's, it doesn't matter the price of your course. You have to be able to communicate that value. Okay. And, you know, like she has coaching and all of that stuff. Like, yeah, like I'm sure it's valuable, but, but you have to be able to communicate that. So I talked to her about that. And then one other thing that I talked to her about was with something that price, like with a course that price, you to sell it, you need to do some sort of, um, either like a workshop or a challenge or a webinar, you know, webinar, masterclass, um, an info session, something like that to uh, sell it to. So I did talk to her about that too with that price point. So those are just some of the takeaways from the first Fix Your Funnel interview. I hope this was helpful for you. I would love to hear your feedback. Um, you can always email me at april at littlemisscoursecreator.com, which is A-P-R-Y-L, by the way, April. Um, or you can apply to be a guest. Apply to be a guest at littlemisscoursecreator.com forward slash guest, and I will go over your funnel just like I did Kim's and give you tips and feedback on your own funnel. All right. I hope that you enjoyed this first fix your funnel episode and please apply because obviously we need guests. I have a few more lined up, but, um, apply to be a guest because I can't do the fix your funnel workshops or interviews without guests. So go apply to be a guest. I would love to look over your funnel and give you tips. All right. I will see you next week.